it's really important today as we get started to kind of do a quick recap, maybe look back just very briefly and make sure that we're all on the same page. Uh, this is week number two of a series this February we're calling The Blessing. Now, it's really important to start by saying that all the good stuff that happens in our life, the blessings, it's really important for us to acknowledge that God doesn't just bless us to make us feel good. There's nothing wrong with feeling good. There's nothing wrong with enjoying God's blessings. But ultimately, God doesn't bless us just so that we can enjoy the blessing and feel good. He blesses you so that you can help others. In other words, this is, this is the idea today. We have been blessed to bless. So I'd like you to say that one time because this is really the very core of what I hope you can carry out of here today in your heart. We've been blessed to bless. Would you say that one time with me together? We are? Uh, God wants to use our life. Uh, God wants you to be an instrument of his blessing. He kind of wants to pour it out through you. But he doesn't force you to do it. Uh, the truth is, you get to choose. Uh, so today we're going to talk about three very specific ways that you can let God flow through you and be a blessing to other people. Now, the, the first way is really more of a condition, but it is one of the ways. It will not happen unless we meet this condition. So let's jump right in here. Number one, in your notes, the first thing I want you to see today is that we've been blessed to bless even when it's not deserved. Uh, the, the truth is, none of us deserve God's grace. Uh, we all sin. We all blow it. We, we all make mistakes. Uh, everyone here is imperfect. Uh, so, so we all need massive doses of God's mercy. And, and since we're all imperfect, we all have something in common. We are all, according to Scripture, sinners. And the people around you are sinners. You are a sinner. I'm a sinner. We all make mistakes, and we have this in, in common. And so when people around you make a mistake, whether it's at school or work or at home, your family, God has called us to show mercy. Uh, we are to bless those who don't deserve it. Uh, that, that is a, a fundamental core principle of what's required before God will use us. Uh, blessing someone who doesn't deserve it. That's where I want to spend a moment today, just thinking about that. It's really one of the most powerful things you can do in the name of Jesus to make an impact for the kingdom. When you love God and love people and change the world, you have to take into account that people around you are not perfect. Uh, people are hurting, and hurting people hurt other people. Uh, and, and what you choose to do with hurting people is all up to you, uh, just in the name of honesty and transparency, getting started, maybe do a quick inventory in your heart, in your mind, and ask the question, what do I do when someone hurts me? Do I put them on a blacklist? Do I write them off? Uh, do I hold a grudge against them saying, I'll never trust them again, I'm never gonna associate with them again? 
Or do we, as the Bible says, do we bless those who curse us? Uh, this idea, this fundamental idea of mercy, the thing you need, need to understand about it, it is an attitude of God. And we say we want to be Christ-like or godly. At the very core, that means we, we behave like him. Uh, the Old Testament, in God's word, over 100 times in the Old Testament, it just spells it right out. It says, God is merciful. A lot of people think the Old Testament, that's the angry God. No, he's the same God. And, and so if you're going to learn to be like God, if you want to be like Jesus Christ, God in human flesh, Jesus the Messiah, then you've got to choose to demonstrate and show mercy to people who don't deserve it. Now, you're not, you got to get this, number one, or number two and three really just won't make any sense to you at all. And so God has called us to show mercy to people who don't deserve mercy. Uh, we we struggle with that. I, I don't know about you, but I, I want to be the first one to admit and open up here and say straight up, uh, I battle the tendency to strike back. Shakespeare refers to it as getting that pound of flesh, getting even, getting vengeance. I even find that a lot of times a movie I'm watching, if there's somebody getting even, getting vengeance, I'm in there going, yeah, give it to them. They deserve it. But the truth is you're, you're never going to be used by God to be a blessing if you only give a blessing to people who are blessing you. You be good to me, I'll be good to you. Fill this one in. You know this one. We, we have a saying for it. Uh, you scratch my back, I'll do what? Scratch your back. Why, why, do, why are those things so, so familiar to us? It's because that's our nature. We, we want to be, you know, we want to be friends with people who are good to us. And, and so we have a choice to make here today. This is profound. This is hugely different from what our natural tendencies are and our natural instincts and our, our nature. Uh, Jesus really flipped the apple cart over when he came along. And, and he told us to love people who hated us. Because that's exactly what he did. Every one of us, every one of us, were given God's grace when we did not deserve it. So every time you get hurt, you have a choice to make. Are you going to use your energy for retaliation? Are you going to bless someone and use it for reconciliation? Are you going to use your energy to get even with somebody? If you've been hurt, I mean, that's, that's, that's a very natural thought. Or do you want to use your energy to get well? Get, getting even, retribution, does nothing to make you better. It, it's really an empty, hollow feeling that goes away very quickly. The sort of retribution, you can stab it in, pull it out, dripping with blood, but it's a very short-lived lived sense of accomplishment. You just got to make up your mind. You're going to use your energy for restoration. I want to challenge you today. I, I was thinking about this. Everybody has a reputation. Everybody uh, is known for something in your neighborhood, where you work, where you go to school. Wouldn't you agree? I mean, you, you go to work tomorrow. You're, you're gonna, if you work in an office, somebody's going to come in and 
And the first thing you're going to think when you see someone is, wow, that, that person has a really foul temper. Don't mess with them. And somebody else will come in and you go, wow, don't, don't, don't get in that person's way. They're incredibly moody. And if things aren't going well in their life, man, they just take it out on everyone. So everybody has a reputation. Agreed? In your neighborhood, in your family, all, all of us are known for something. Wouldn't it be cool if we individually and then collectively as a church were known as a church that gave mercy? That, that as individuals, we want to bless people who curse us. This is profoundly the most Jesus-like behavior that I can encourage you to emulate, to copy today. And, and so my hope and prayer is, is, you know, this is just beyond going to church. Yeah, I'm going to church, got my church in, feeling pretty good, good worship, everything was great today. You, you want to truly live a blessed life. You want to behave like Jesus. You, you've got to see this, that you've got, you're blessed to be blessed. You're blessed to bless others even when they don't deserve it. The truth is you don't deserve it. I don't deserve it. The grace of God given to me is something I don't deserve. And so I hope you'll join me in seeing this. There's a scripture that backs, kind of gets this idea going for us today. Would you read this one with me? Let's read this one out loud. This is a scripture from God's word. These are actually the words of Jesus Christ. These are the words that, that I think give us a foundation for this first idea here, this condition. Okay, join me. Let's read it together. Bless those who curse you. Pray for those who hurt you. Wow. Are you serious, Ed? Oh, that's why Jesus' message was different than any other message throughout the history of the world. Now, this theme saturates Scripture. Let's look at the next verse. It's in 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 9. Don't repay evil for evil. Don't retaliate with insults when people insult you. Instead, pay them back. With what a, wow, are you kidding me? No, that, that's, that's what a Christian's supposed to do. That's what God has called you to do. You've been called to do that. That's not just for Pastor Ed, Pastor Jay, Pastor Bob works in our temple service. What a great guy. I've watched him for years. And one of the things I respect about him is his love for Jesus and his willingness to just swallow hard and come back with a blessing instead of a curse. And so there, there it is. The verse goes on to say, that's what God's called you to do. And he will grant you his what? What's the last word? Blessing. You want more of God's blessing? Then don't retaliate. Don't go for retribution. Don't go to get even. Don't repay evil for evil. This, this is what this blessing series is all about. The blessing. The blessing is supernatural. You can't do this on your own. You need Jesus and his love and your heart and an ability to do that is supernatural. Jesus did this for you. You can do this for other people. That, that, that's, that's number one. Now the next two, you can do if you get number one right, okay? So let's go ahead and look at them. Number two. Now that I got this right, and I've widened the field. You see, if I'm only going to bless people who are nice to me, it's a, fair, it's, it's a fairly, fairly narrow field. 
But, but if you've opened it up to the world, to, to everyone, to those who've offended you or cursed you or maybe just nothing, you just, yet it's to be determined. But if you start with the idea that God has called me to bless those, he's blessed me, he's forgiven me, I've been forgiven so much, why would I not forgive someone else? You can move on to number two. We've been blessed to bless others with our words. Words are powerful, they bring life. We, we live in a significantly rude society and culture. If you go to school, if you're still a student, I know it has ups and downs, and maybe it's worse at some times than others, but, but there's always been something inherent to adolescence, to, to where students find pleasure in picking on other students, and there's a whole psychological profile to that, and I'm not going to get sidetracked with that today. But bullying and all this stuff that seems to be a part of our culture, the rudeness, you know, we've created a whole new culture of, of just trashing people with all of the social media. You know, we, we get a, a free license to just puke out the most vile things. And there's an audience out there of people drawn to this. And so with all that rudeness going on, I want to encourage you to use your words to bless other people. So I'm going to ask you to do some little drill here. Uh, Hopefully you grabbed an outline. Some of you may be following along online. But if you have your notes, would you kind of wave them at me here real quickly? There you go. Now, what I want you to do after number two, you've been blessed to bless others. We've been called to do this with our words. Right under number two, before we read the next scripture, I want you to go back to number one and I want you to think of a name of somebody who right now would be on your top three people who have caused you, you know, some hurt in your life. Maybe you gotta go back a few years. Maybe it was yesterday. And, and, and what I'd like you to do, you, you can either write their name down uh, or, or their initials or if you're sitting next to that person, use a code word, okay? Just, just, <laughs> just, just thought I'd save a little fight on the way home from church today. Because number two, you've been blessed to bless others with your words. This is the person who's at the very top of your list, who's caused you the most hurt. I want you to write their name down because I'm going to ask you to begin praying, even right now during this message, to start praying and saying, Lord, that's the person. There they are. I want, you, I want their name looking back at you. Maybe somebody from work, a neighbor, a family member. Maybe it's somebody who really did bring pain and sorrow and justice into your life. You know, Scripture is so clear. We, we waste so much time when we want to argue with God. But Scripture tells us that we're supposed to forgive. That's the first step. Before you bless them, you gotta forgive them. You gotta recognize that Christ forgave you. But before you can use your words, go back to number one. You're not just blessing people who deserve it. You're going to bless people in the name of Jesus because that's what Jesus did for you. So go ahead and write their name down. We'll come back to that a little bit later. Let's look at our scriptures. Would you do that with me? 
Uh, under number two, there's a, there's a passage there that really jumps out. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 11. It says, so encourage each other and build each other up just as you are already doing. I, I love the way Paul affirms the church at Thessalonica. He says something good. He said, I want you to do this. I, I want you to encourage each other, build each other up. He said, you're already doing this. Yay, team. Yay, God. And some of you are already doing this. So when I do my message, I'm not assuming that everyone here is reprobate and, and being absolutely vile and rude to each other. Those of you that are doing this now, you're hearing an attaboy from God's word. And that a girl, good job, keep doing it. Don't get tired of doing it. This doesn't say, you know, you can do it for a while and then you've done your part, give it up. Jesus talked about that, that, crazy, that absolutely crazy idea of how often we forgive somebody. 70 times seven, and in the, the original language, that actually means into infinity. It's not just 490 times. Some of you are checking them off. 388. I forgive you. 389. I forgive you. And you are just waiting to get to 490. That's, it's not a literal number. It means just continue. On and on and on we, we forgive because that's what Christ does for us. Aren't you glad this last week? <laughs> Jesus didn't look at you and say, yep, you just passed the number. It's over. No more chances for you. No more mercy. No more grace. You're just out of luck. You're up that creek. No more paddles for you. You're on your own. God is so good to us. And he has blessed us to bless others, to be a blessing. We've been called to encourage. So if you've been doing it for a while, you're getting kind of tired and fatigued, keep doing it in the name of Jesus through the spirit of Christ living in you. Here's another scripture to help you. I, um, I love this passage, Ephesians 4.15. Instead, we will speak the truth in love, growing in every way, more and more like Christ, who's the head of his body, the church. The reason I put this in, because there's some of you here thinking, okay, Ed, I'm not really buying this. There's, there's some real, I got to hang up here. I got a problem. I got to get past and I know what you're thinking because I think the same thing. Because there are what we call difficult conversations. How many of you know what a difficult conversation is? Would you wave at me? You have to say something hard to someone. Most of those difficult conversations, those hard things, end up with an escalating, continuing brawl where the verbiage gets more intense by the second and it just ends badly. So for those of you like me who believe God has called us to love people so much that not only will we bless them and forgive them, that on occasion God may call us to have that difficult conversation. How do we do it? We speak the truth in what? What's the word? Love. And so this thing of using your words just remember this. Walk out of here today. The right words from the right heart. You can be dead right on the words. Difficult conversation time. I know I'm right. Did you realize you can be right and wrong at the same time? How many of you admit to have having done that at least once in your life? Eh? Eh? I have. 
open mouth, insert foot, right down to the kneecap. Why? Because we let emotion get in the way. We, we stop letting the Holy Spirit guide us. There's that moment where, where we just simply forget. Or we make the wrong choice. We decide we're going with retaliation. And we want to get even. And so we got a good, we got an honorable position. We got truth on our side. It's fun to be right. I love to be right. I mean, who doesn't? How many of you just love to be wrong? Anybody? Nobody loves to be wrong. I've been married for a few years, so I've been wrong a lot, so I know that for sure. But if you like to be right, you, gotta, you better make a note on this. Speak the truth in, again, the word is love. Word, words are so important. But you have to have the right words from the right heart. Now, as important as words are, stick with me here, and I'm, I'm wrapping this up. As important as words are, there's something even more important. Because you all know people like I do who their actions speak so loud I can't hear their words. Anybody know anybody like that? Wow. I, I can't hear what you're saying. I'm, your actions are deafening. Here it is. Number three. Write this down. We have been blessed to bless others with our actions. But these actions, there, there's nothing mysterious about it. There's nothing profound here. Our actions should, should represent Jesus. We are his ambassadors. The scripture actually says, New Testament says, we are his ambassadors. We represent him. It's like an ambassador goes to another country and they're representing the United States of America. We, we want to be good ambassadors, good representatives. Most of you, I, I've referred to Francis of Assisi before, uh, an Italian saint. He's been canonized. Who, if you, if you know your church history and going back, the, the truth is he, he began as a deacon. You know, we ordained deacons in our church uh, on occasion. And he actually began as an ordained deacon and he loved Jesus so much, but he came up with the idea, in fact, he believed it so deeply that there's a saying attributed to him that possibly he didn't say, but it represents his life. But he believed so strongly that your actions matter, that, that your actions matter even more than your words. So a little over 800 years ago, and isn't it crazy that somebody who lived over 800 years ago, he's the patron saint of uh, Italy, uh, he is the, the patron saint of all animals. Uh, he actually went so far as saying, God's called us to be kind and to give a blessing even to an animal. I mean, this guy was into the idea that your actions matter. And, and whether he said this or not, I, I don't know. But this is credited to him. Preach the gospel at all times. Use words if necessary. Why, why is that a, still a profoundly important statement, whether he said it or not? His life represented that. But for every one of us here today, I want to impress upon you that this idea of giving a blessing oftentimes should begin with a wordless act, something we do. Let me give you some real simple suggestions. Here's three ways that kind of 
fit under this idea. The first is give honor. Uh, one of the greatest needs we have as living, breathing human beings is we need to know that we're respected and loved. Man, you want your wife to respect you and honor you? Then you, you need to give what you hope to get back and vice versa, wives. It's true. It's a two-way street. Now, now, today, I want to encourage you to make this tangible and make it applicable. I want this to be relevant. You need to be asking right now, who, who do I feel doesn't respect me? Who doesn't honor me? God's given you an answer what to do with that. Punching them back, showing disrespect to them, that's not the answer. The answer is to, to honor them, give, give honor to them. That's what God's word says. And that's what we're going to here. This next scripture says, love each other with genuine affection and take delight in honoring each other, especially in community as believers, as followers of Christ. We, we've been called to love and honor each other. Honor is a great way to bless someone, giving them honor. There's another word. I'm just going to give you two more, three, three very tangible ways that are wordless that you can bless someone. Show humility. Now, this is one we all struggle with because by our inherent Adamic nature, we are born selfish. We are born egotistical. Me first. You know, you never teach a kid to say, me first. They just learn it on their own. And, and so every one of us need help with this. And, and the answer that Scripture gives us is this concept, this idea of showing humility. Now, you all have probably heard of the book, the guy wrote on humility. Humility and how I obtained it. And big book, didn't sell very much. The truth is tongue in cheek. You don't write a book on how to obtain humility because the truth is it's not something words can define. It's something you show by your actions, by frankly your servitude. One of the greatest ways to show Humility is to serve others in Jesus' name without saying a word. Guys, if you do the dishes tonight, that's cool. But, but, but don't come marching out of the kitchen bellowing like a crow, a rooster. You know, look what I did. Look at me, look at me, look at me. Not a lot of humility. You kind of lost the effect. And it, it's a two-way street. Please ask God to show you today how pride can be stopping you. Maybe it's stopping you right now from being a blessing to other people. I mean, we all know, arrogant, pride-filled people. There's not a lot we think of other than that. When we think of them, we don't think of them being a blessing. Next scripture. Let me show this to you. God's word again. They must not slander anyone, must avoid quarreling. Instead, they must be gentle and show true humility to everyone. Everyone means everyone. In the original Greek language, the word translated everyone means everyone, just in case you were wondering. Okay, from the poorest to the richest, show humility to everyone. Then last, number three, offer hope. The longer I, I live the more deeply fond I become of a book in the Old Testament. Some theologians and scholars say it's the oldest book in the Bible. It's the book of Job. 
I found this amazing pearl, this amazing gem uh, in my study this last week, getting ready for today. I'd never seen this before about offering hope. It's from Job. Job been through all kinds of stuff. Job had every reason to be bitter. But Job gave us this great gem in Job 31.16. He says, I've never refused the appeals of the poor or let widows give up. What's that word? Hope. To give up hope while looking for, what's that last word? Help. Here's what he basically said. There are people who are hurting and need help. Even though I'm in the midst of my own pain and misery right now, I still do not miss the needs of others, the appeals that they have. And I'm convinced that some of us become so restricted in our vision. It's like a tunnel vision. It's like blinders on an old-fashioned horse and carriage. We can't see the stuff on either side. We're blind to them because of our own hurt and our own pain and our own misery. When the truth is, as followers of Jesus Christ, we need to be able to take the blinders off and see the hurts of others and say, God, I will never be the one who refuses hope to anyone I come in contact with. I, I marvel at these numbers and these statistics are changing so quickly. No one can keep up with them. In the top 10, causes of death in the United States, suicide, ranks right up there. In, in students age 10 to 24, it's been number two for years. On some studies, it's been moved up to number one, leading cause of death. And, and what everyone has in common who takes their life is there's a moment when they give up hope. And, and Job said, I, I won't pass by somebody who needs help without offering them hope. And, and that is this final thing of this action concept, not just words, but what God's called us to do. God has called us to give hope to the hopeless. That's why Jesus came. All of us are hopeless without, hopeless without Christ. And, and the one thing every one of us can do is we can go on a mission to bring the blessing. And, and the greatest blessing we can bring to anyone is the love of Jesus Christ. And it needs to be brought in words, but it needs to be first brought in our actions. And I know the challenge is staggering. I really do. I get this. Nobody here can stop every suicide in our community. But every one of us can offer hope to the people God puts in our life. I, um, I hope today we will maybe look a little deeper and answer that question. Am I blessing just people who bless me back? Or have I expanded the field? Am I willing to bless people? That, that person you put up under number two? That person, are you praying for them? God, God doesn't expect you to put your jaw back out there and say, hit me again. You know, I like lots of lumps. It's okay to duck, but forgive them and bless them in Jesus' name. If you've been a victim by someone else's evil, I'm not saying you, you just go out and take it again. That's not what I'm saying. If you're here today and you've lost hope, 
I want you to know that there's people here who love you and care for you. We, we, we want to talk to you. We hope you'll, you'll talk to a, a healthcare professional and, and, and learn that what's going on in your life may be part circumstances, it may be part chemistry. It may be things you don't even understand. But you're here today, so I, I want to be like Job. I, I want to offer you help. And then finally here today, I just want to make this so tangible. How many of you believe that everyone matters to God? Would you raise your hand toward heaven? Just hold it up just for a second. Everyone matters. Okay, that's good. We're pretty much unanimous in that. God doesn't make any junk. Everybody matters. Everyone has value. I want to give you a tangible exercise that uh, you can participate and be a part of this week. I have prayed very specifically. I met with a group this morning early. We had a prayer meeting and we prayed for you. And we prayed very specifically a certain number of us would participate in this today. We've made a, a card, our amazingly talented team, idea and artist rendering, and a simple card. For those of you who've grown up in a pretty much a technology era, and uh, you don't get a lot of mail, uh, I want to introduce something to you. This is called a postcard, okay? How many of you know, how many of you ever sent a postcard in your life? Raise your hand. How many of you have never sent a postcard? Come on, be honest. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with admitting that. Okay, I talked to someone the other day who said they've never got a hard copy mail in their life. Something addressed to them, written by hand from somebody else. And they were not a teenager. They were in their 20s. This has value to it, not just in the card stock, but we've taken the time, you guys, frankly, to put a postcard stamp on it. So don't treat this like no big deal. I, I, I want you to, in your heart of hearts, to really dig deep here and ask God to put somebody on your heart. You can send it just a short, handwritten note to. You're going to have to put their address on there, and then you're going to give them just a word of encouragement. I'm going to ask you to ask God to give you a name of someone to bless. Would you do that? That may be the very person who is hopeless right now. And your blessing may allow them to see a reason to live. Let's bow for prayer. All hope comes through Jesus Christ. If you know him, you have the privilege of knowing your sins are forgiven, that what we talked about early, everybody messes up, everybody's a sinner. You know that your sins are forgiven, but if you're here today and you, you know, you've never cried out and said, Jesus, I admit I'm a sinner, I, I'm asking you to forgive me, wipe the slate clean, please save me today, I wanna follow you. If you've never done that before, then this could be a moment that changes your eternity because Jesus is waiting to forgive you. And, and you can do that today. Even right now, you can whisper a prayer. You say, I don't know what to say. Just tell Jesus how you feel. Admit that you're a sinner, that you can't save yourself. Thank Jesus for coming and for dying on the cross. Put that in your own words. Tell him you believe he is who he said he is, that he rose from the dead, and he lives for us today. And whisper a prayer. Put that in your own words. Make it personal. Make it your prayer. 
And according to scripture, whosoever, that's anybody, will call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Jesus will save you from your sins forever and ever and ever and ever and ever. Those of us who are followers of Christ, he didn't save us just to feel good. He saved us. We're blessed to be a blessing. God has blessed us to bless. And I'm trying to just give you some tangible ways. Your words, your actions. Open, open the field of opportunity here. Everybody. Some of us have restricted that we're only going to be nice to people who are nice to us. We've done it so long it feels natural, but it is the exact opposite of what a Christian is supposed to be doing. So I plead with you right now. Maybe you wrote a person's name down under number two. Pray for them now. We're going to give you a chance while we're singing this last hymn. We've put a couple stacks of these down front here on the platform that I'm standing on. I want to give you a chance to come grab one of these. They're free for the taking if you'll use it. We've prayed that you'd let God use you. This is a simple exercise. You do this once, it's going to open a door for you to do this again and again and again. Let's stand together. Let's pray for one another. Lord, please speak to our hearts today. Lord, I pray that there'd be folks, hundreds of them, who would grab one of these postcards, pray about the name they're supposed to bless, and then take action and do something. Lord, if there's somebody here today who's held bitterness, bitterness toward others, Lord, help them to forgive in Jesus' name. Thank you for listening today. We hope your heart was inspired. For more information or directions, visit us at abt316.com.